friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way. This, this is Stronger, Stronger Together, Closer to God. We're we're just excited. We're talking about the building blocks of a stronger marriage. And remember, we talked about this last time. We said building blocks are the physical objects that we used to play with when we were little to build and construct something new. It was our imagination, our creativity, whatever we felt like building. Our world was, you know, our oyster. We could create as building as high or tall or wide as we wanted to. And so when it comes to our relationships, what are the building blocks that will help our marriages or help our relationship mm-hmm. grow, will make it stronger and be in tune and, and align with God's word and purpose. Mm-hmm. And so last week we discussed about putting the focus on your relationship um, and marriage on God. Right. That's the first part of anything that if you want to build a stronger relationship with Christ, you're going to have to build your relationship with God, putting him in the center of yourself, putting him in the center of all things, including your marriage, including your relationship, putting him first in all things and putting his wisdom next to you in your heart so that you can follow through what that wisdom and guidance and suggestions are. And so, you know, that was last week. If you didn't watch last week's video, it's available right here on Stronger Together, Closer to God. Mm-hmm. If you want to be part of the VIP, you can connect there as well. We're going to be dropping some more nuggets and stuff. In fact, Love's been doing some challenges relating to these 14 days coming up to, you know, the V-Day. Yeah, yeah. Valentine's Day. I, I was also going to say um, we're also on YouTube, too. So yeah. if you miss out here on Facebook, um, I think my phenomenal husband uploads it on Tuesday. Yes, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You can get the premiere version of what we did here um, so you can watch it. But then once it's on YouTube, it's going to be on there. So you can always go on YouTube and just search for Stronger Together, Closer to God. Yeah. yeah, We got a page there as well. And so what we're going to discuss tonight is all about the second part of building a stronger relationship or stronger marriage it's all about communication Mm. and so we're going to james 1 verse 19 i want you to turn in your bibles to james 1 verse 19 and this is going to be like the theme of the night and i know it's a familiar verse for everybody Mm -hmm. but we remember that god doesn't just give us verses so that we can just remember it or just be able to verbally say it out He wants us to apply the principle that's behind his word. And so James 1 verse 19 says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, Mm. slow to speak, slow to anger. Mm. I I think that just sums up. We can just go off right now. (laughs) That's all about communication. You know, it's not about... And I know you probably look into your left and look into your right, but sometimes we got to look in the mirror and look at ourselves. ourselves. Remember that when you point the finger at somebody, there's at least one, two, three fingers pointing right back at you. So we have to remember that it's a two-way street when it comes to 
looking at relationships, you know, uh, and communication. Communication is a two-way street, not a one-way street. It's a two-way street. And so we're going to kind of just hit on those principles to help us out. That comes out of James 1, verse 19. Yeah. Uh, Loves, can you lead us in prayer, please? Sure, sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this time uh, that we get to fellowship once again with you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for everyone that is watching, for everyone that is going to watch uh, the replay, Father. We ask that you open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So we're so happy and excited to have you join us. Feel free to put your comments in the chat. Uh, we just uh, get excited when we see the phenomenal uh, feedback and who's watching and, yes. and how you're doing. And, and put where you're watching from, from in, the, yes. in the feed so that we, we know, know that you're here and um, we can get a little interaction going. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So when we talk about the building blocks to a stronger marriage and we're talking about tonight about communication it just remind me of and i know that is for the young people they don't know what it's like (laughs) but it used to be that if you were somewhere in the walking around and you needed information and that information require you to contact somebody you just go to one of these things called a payphone. You open it up. Oh, you, you went way back. I went way back. Something that, and then some didn't have that. But I remember it opened it up. You close it so no one can hear you communicate in your conversation. You know, and instead of putting that quarter or whatever coins you needed to put in, you just hit that button called zero and you got that operator. Well, later on in our current generation now, we have those numbers called 411. And so what's the 411? Well, that was what most phone companies use to access the directory um, assistance service. In other words, you call and someone would pick up. You tell them what the situation was that you needed for. It wasn't an emergency, so you didn't need to call 911. Mm-hmm. But you'd call 411, maybe you needed to get the number to social services. Maybe you needed to get the number to the local library system or whatever the case may be. And they will direct you to the exact number that you needed to reach. That number has kind of adjusted and changed. Some states and countries used to, uh, in the United States still use 411. Other numbers have popped out and, you know, like 311 and 211 and all those other different numbers. But the whole goal was let's connect people to a service so that they can find out what they needed to, to receive help. But when it comes to the turmoil in our marriage and our relationship, who are we going to call? What's the 411? Now, some of y'all might be having that music playing in the back of your ear because you remember that Mary J. Blige was that was the song that really took her uh, to stardom um, in music um, because she was asking, what's the 411? In other words, she was asking the guy, hey, what's the 411? In other words, what's your attentions? What's up? What's your name? You know? You know, what's your um, purpose? You know, you want to get to know me more. I want to get to know you more, you know. And so when it comes to relationships, she was communicating, letting this individual know, I want to get to know you a little bit better. Um, But I want to know all of you because, I, you know, you got some baggages. 
we can disconnect this call right now and keep it moving, you know. <laughs> um, but the whole thing about 411 is about communication. And communication is key to the success of marriage. Mm -hmm. Good communication is essential for building trust, resolving conflict, and maintaining a strong emotional connection in the relationship. However, miscommunication can cause problems. Yeah. You know, um, poor communication or miscommunication can lead to misunderstandings, conflict, or emotional distance in a relationship and especially in a marriage. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, statistics is still the same, <laughs> crazy as it is, it is, 10 years, 20 years ago, that around 48, 50% of first year marriages end up in divorce, with 60 to 67% of a chance of second time marriages ending up the same in a divorce. And the center of all of these divorces that you see is an area of lack of communication. Mm -hmm. Either there has been a lack of communication when it comes to life decisions, whether it's um, like um, making a decision on where to live, uh, where to work. Um, it could be children, especially if you are a blended family. And especially if one parent doesn't feel open or willing to have the other parent kind of uh, support them in the disciplinary areas of mm -hmm. the child. Um, we see that a lot, unfortunately, at times. Right. Um, and then, or if they want children, you know, you right. get together and then find out later that one person says, I want children. The other person says, oh, I don't want no children, you know? Yeah. Um, it could be in the area of finances where there could be a lack of communication. You know, what's the expectation? You know, how are we going to maintain? Even though statistics shows that singles would be interested in getting married if the other individual or themselves are financially stable to take care of the other. And their expectation, especially, is for the men to be able to financially take care of their family. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there's a lot of miscommunication when it comes to that or one's goal. You know, um, opportunities open up. One spouse wants to go here um, and work here or opportunity opens here. The other spouse is not willing to move. You know, what do you do in that communication? Right. And even in the bedroom, sexual intimacy, there could be a lack of communication that happens in that form. So a lot of times when they, I usually think, and this is just me, not say the Lord, but me, when they say there's irreparable, um, what's the word, irreparable? irrecoverable um differences or i i it's something yeah it, it's like this global statement that they use in divorce which really boils down to there is a lack of communication yeah. or a lack of agreement no to me and, it's just because uh, i went through that yeah, yeah. with my my first husband and it's just a easy way of getting out the marriage yeah, so. that you just don't want to be married no more. That right. you just give up. You don't want to try. You're done. Right. Right. Um, ir ir oh gosh. Irrecoverable differences. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I think that's what like it that. is. It's so far fetched from my mind because we don't think about divorce. Divorce is not even an option for loves and I. So I think that's why I just kind of got pushed out of my mind. <laughs> You know, and I think and you you can you probably can help me with this. Sure. The communication mm -hmm. um our marriage, you know, 
we have a stronger united communication. We do. You know, and even if we disagree on stuff, we still communicate and work it out. Yeah. And see, that's the key essence is that if you want to build a stronger marriage or a stronger relationship with whoever that individual is, it takes time mm-hmm. and it takes effort. Some people don't want to work at it. They don't, you know, and it's like anything in life. You don't just get it handed to you. You right. got to work towards it. Right. And so it takes time. It takes effort. Couples need to be willing to work together and mm-hmm. make a conscious effort to improve their communication. However, we communicate differently. Yeah. Everyone communicates differently. And I'll say for us, I know, it. like you said, it takes time. At the beginning of our marriage, I think... It was a little difficult. I know it was difficult for me to communicate coming from um, being married for a second time. I was a little fearful about some of the things that I would say to you or how to say it to you. Um, Still holding on to some of that old, those old things that was in my first marriage. But then once time went on, I spent time with God and then I also um, let my guard down. Mm -hmm. To be able to trust you, to be able to know that irregardless of whatever I say to you, you're not going to judge me for it or you're not going to um, look at me or love me any less because of something I did or something I wasn't able to do or whatever the case may be. So I believe that's another reason why our communication on my behalf um, was a whole was was better and got better throughout the time. Absolutely, and see, and that's the key thing is that when everyone communicates differently, it's common for partners to misinterpret or misunderstand or have a brew a conflict in the situation. Mm-hmm. And like my wife said, you know, and, and same with me. If I bring in baggage from my previous relationship that I haven't resolved then that communication um, differences is going to escalate to the next level until I can really relieve myself from those those baggages of the past, but also learn the mistakes from my communication errors. Because right. we all got communication errors from right. time to time. We do. And so once we learn from those errors and we learn how to tune in to each other, then we're able to do you know, uh, immeasurably more in our relationship (laughs) than ever before. And so um, tonight, what's the 411 on God's line when it comes to communication? Mm -hmm. It's simple. Communication in a relationship involves more than just talking or winning the battle in the conversation. It also involves listening, Mm -hmm. speaking to one another in a godly manner. We'll talk about that. Having empathy and understanding one another and being able to understand each other's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So we're so excited, you know, to see Elsie in, you know, Angela. Angela. Hi. Great to see see y'all. Yes, yes, yes. So with saying that, we've been blessed with so many gifts, each one of us. And two gifts that we have that might seem small, of course, some people joke about it, you know, like Martin, he got big ears, but, (laughs) you know, but really, you know, usually our ears and our tongue are small, but they're powerful tools. Yeah, they are. 
you know um so the ear is composed of three main parts it's the outer ear it's the middle ear and then of course the inner ear that we have and these parts work together to convert sound waves into electrical system, uh, signals that are sent to our brain okay thus there is a difference between hearing <laughs> and listening to your partner uh -huh. how many of y'all been out there and you know you've been working trying to do something else your partner's trying to talk to you and you just like uh-huh yeah okay all right and then you get asked that question what did i just say but you know what i'm a, i'm gonna say something mm -hmm. you are you are good at that he is phenomenal at that shout out to my dad and my mom teaching me how to yes <laughs> like sometimes we're i'm because i'm a talker and you know we could be it, i think it happened last might have been last saturday i think we were sitting and we were eating dinner <laughs> after bible study right <laughs> say that again louder yes yes so he goes I'm sitting there and I'm talking blah, 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 and he just doesn't seem like he's listening or like he hears me or he's not engaged. Right. I don't know what you were doing. You were doing something else. So I, I did what I normally do. So did you hear what I said? Or what did I just say? And he could verbatim repeat what I said. Now, Shout out to all the men. Yeah. Now, but but hold on. The question is, he might be able to repeat it, but he did he actually comprehend what I said to remember? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> we, had, we had a little discrepancy see, uh, this last this 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 past week. Right. Um, and we'll we'll just we'll just share it with you all and uh we won't go deep into details because it's kind of not really a long story. But anyway, uh, we had been having some problems with our basement flooding, this, that, or whatever. So, um, shout out to him. Phenomenal at fixing our plumbing, what's going on, and our builders was just... Mm. Anyway, that's a different story for a different way, different day. So, we had discussed and we had talked about, communicated about what we were going to get rid of and what we were going to keep which we did. And then I also communicated with him when the ladies shout out to the ladies. Um, I can't remember the name of the company, but they were phenomenal. They came and removed everything. So I'm, I'm excited, right? Because trying to clear out the basement, get another little, um, family time area for us since my dad has been staying with us since my mom's been in a rehab he's kind of taken over our family living area which is fine upstairs so we'll have a nice little space again downstairs in our basement tv everything set up i'm excited right get home get him home told him to come downstairs and he's looking like and i'm like okay where's the excitement He's worried about where's everything at. I said nothing was thrown away that wasn't supposed to be thrown away. But and but then he also said, well, I didn't know or we didn't talk about the ladies coming in. I said, yeah, we did. So we had a little discussion back and misunderstanding. forth. Misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And we were a little perturbed for some hours. But I gave him grace and I believe he gave me grace and we mm -hmm. forgave each other and then we just moved on from mm -hmm. it. So Yeah. And it and it helped me to learn that see in my past, a lot of times when my mom um had 
moments because mental illness was one of those things that I encountered. She would do things where she would take stuff and just throw them away. So when I come home from school, it was gone. There was no explanation, no rationale, no kind of conversation prior to that. And so for me, it was a moment where I had to go back and reflect on my childhood experience about that. Did she say to me that these ladies were coming? Yes. Did she say when she was coming? That's where the misinterpretation was because I did not hear the, you know, specifically Monday they are coming here to do that. And so, you know, I wanted to kind of look at a couple things beforehand. And so that's where that came out. Mm. So it's amazing how things is it comes out. And so going back to that same particular night, I that's why it's good to have accountability partners. If you don't have somebody mm -hmm. that holds you accountable or that you can go to and kind of share some things and know that it's between you and that person and God, please get one because that also helps. So we have um, we have a couple. They're friends of ours and sister and brother in Christ. Um, shout out to the Luptons. Um, Yolanda talked me off the ledge that night. Her and I kind of went back and forth a little bit. And she hit it right on the nugget. Just what he said. Because I'm just getting a clarification on this. He did not share that information with me that he just shared with all of you all. But she said, Anya, give him grace. It's probably something that has triggered him from his past. And I did. And I, you know, and that was something that God, the Holy Spirit revealed to me too. So I didn't really, you know, I had let him off the hook. Because I think, two, my expectations of how you were going to react. That's another thing about our expectations. My expectations is different than your expectations. Mm -hmm. So that's another that's another topic for another day. But go mm -hmm. ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So notice that the, the two parts, we just start talking about the ear. But the other piece of it is the tongue. The tongue. The tongue is small, but it's a muscle yeah. that's located in our mouth that has the ability to be responsible for several functions, okay? Um, it does our speech. It does our swallowing. It helps us with our tasting. It provides different types of ways for us to um, connect, you know, to people through our talking and our speech and, you know, taste perceptions and everything. It helps mm -hmm. shapes the words and controls the flow of the food and the liquid and everything. I mean, two powerful gifts that we have. But when it comes to communication, as you heard, you know, it can get misconstrued yeah. or misunderstood yeah. and uh, not even clarified as far as what needs to be done. And so when you go in the Bible and go to James 3, James chapter 3, verses 2 through 4. James three chapters, um, James chapter three, verses two to four, mm -hmm. it says, for we all stumble in many ways. There's a reason why this is being said by James. Yeah. We have to remember communication. There will be times where we stumble when we fall short of being able to share and clarify the things that needs to be said to right. the other individual. Right. 
he keeps going and says that if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man and able to also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we got their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder whenever, wherever the will of the pilot directs. Our tongues is what he's focusing on. Yeah. I'm going to tie in and our ears, ears that we need to be able to control and guide those mm-hmm. when we're in circumstances and situation when it comes to communicating with our relationships. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Proverbs 18 verse 21. Yeah. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. And those who love it will eat its fruits. In other words, back in school, when those kids were singing, sticks and stones will break our bones, but words will never hurt me, was a lie from the enemy. Yep, that's a lie. Because words do hurt. Yes, they do. What I said in that that time frame, you saw evidence of it. It hurt my wife. Her expectation was disappointed. You know, she was frustrated. She was mad, you know, because, you know, we talked about this and everything else, and now... The excitement that I'm expecting, I'm getting a different. <laughs> yeah, part of it, it a, a part of it was, but, part of but it the was, words I was that I said, angry or right. mad, but I was, I was hurt, and then yeah. the other piece to it was, I felt like. I felt bad because I felt like I had did something wrong Mm -hmm. when my intentions was good to have another place in our home that was, you know, another another area that we could spend. Him Mm. and I could spend alone time and going back to expectations. Going going back back to expectations. And so what we're saying here tonight is that, as I said, we all going to stumble. That's what James has told us. Mm -hmm. Communication, we're going to stumble. We just got to be able to control what is said and be open and listening and hearing each other through our ears. And it's okay in the midst of that conversation to ask questions. Mm -hmm. What I heard you said was, Mm -hmm. you know, that helps to clarify things. And if it wasn't said correctly, the other spouse will appreciate it. And then probably clarify for you, no, that's not what I said. What I meant to say was da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you know. And so why are we saying that? Because the art of listening is to listen actively, to make sure to listen to what your partner is saying without interruption or trying to solve the problem right away. Job 12, verse 11. Job 12, verse 11 says, does not the ear test words as a palate tastes food? Mm. So when we, a gift of our hearing is to hear each other in the communication that we're having. Right. Okay. Because here's the beautiful thing about it. Matthew's chapter 13, verse 16 uh, says this. Matthew 13, verse 16 says, but blessed are your ears, your eyes, for they see in your ears for they hear. These are gifts that are given to us, our senses, our sight, our taste, our smell, and everything else. These are gifts. They are blessed. Okay. 
And we got to tune our ears so that we can be able to hear everything because they are morseful opportunities to enjoy mm -hmm. if we're open and willing to receive it. Mm -hmm. And then that's why it, it goes on in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 12, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 12. It says, apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. When I listen to my spouse, I'm listening and I'm getting the opportunity to hear words of knowledge. Words of knowledge doesn't have to be something in a book that's tangible or watching a video that you grab out of it. In this case, in our relationship, I'm grabbing the opportunity to learn more about my wife, learning about her excitement of having the basement, you know, trying to work towards making the basement, you know, uh, a new environment that might have potential that she don't even realize and see. She might be thinking in one way and God's got an intention. You know, I'm using this basement for something immeasurably more yeah. than what your expectations yeah. are at yeah. that time. Yeah. You know, and so that's my job to attune my ears to hear what she's requesting, you know, and it's been a while since we worked on that basement, you know. So I was able to move some stuff on that. He didn't get to all of it because of the busyness of my schedules and everything mm -hmm. else. I thank God for the people who came and did it for what they did because other places would have charged us more for what they done. You know, I'm grateful for that. And I was thankful for her for that. And I had to realize I had to apologize for her. Something that you got to realize. Yes, men, you know, and women, you know, you're going to have to apologize mm -hmm. sometimes. You know, and say it was my fault. You know, I misinterpreted. I misunderstood. You know, I'm sorry I wasn't as excited as you were. You know, and it just took that opportunity where it took me back to a place and I had to regroup myself because I've had several experiences like that. It wasn't just with my mom, but it was also experience with my dad when we moved from one apartment place to another apartment place. You know, I didn't know when it was happening. It was just happening. So it was like, you know, for me, it was like I didn't have enough time. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I had to go to God to to get clarity and guidance and direction. Um, and if I did not take the time to really tune to God and really listen to him and his spirit and attune to her and apologize, then I will be dropping short of what God's purpose was. And that's why in Isaiah 42, verse 20, Isaiah 42, verse 20, it says, he sees many things, but he does not observe them. His ears are open, but he does not hear. Mm -hmm. Remember, we talked about the difference between hearing and listening. Right. My ears are open, <laughs> but I'm not listening right. to what my spouse is saying. And so with that being said, um, I hope this is just being a blessing to each and every one of you. The first part of what we got to do is we got to be active listeners. Mm -hmm. Even if the person says something that we disagree with, take time to listen and ask God. You can ask God in the midst of a heated conversation. You can. Lord, give me direction on what this individual is trying to say to mm -hmm. me. Lord, help me. You know, to separate my emotions from hearing what is being shared is come in to intercede and speak truth mm -hmm. to either them or to me or to both of us. 
you know, a lot of times people don't realize you can call on God when these moments happen. Yeah. That's why James said there are going to be moments like these. It's okay. That's why Paul said the same thing in 1 Corinthians 7. There are going to be moments of times when there are challenges happening. But as long as one person, yeah. prayfully both, but if one person can just come back and seek me and get into me and get into my relationship with them, I will reveal things and I will do things on their behalf mm -hmm. in ways that you will ever realize. So the second part of listening, of course, is speaking. A lot of times we hear from other couples, well, we got into a heated <laughs> argument. And we're not talking about, you know, heated argument like ours. We're kind of like kind of conversations. But I never, I don't recall, you got to correct me if I'm wrong. I never said anything bad about you or nasty. No. Or said something that was outside of your character, right? You're talking about th throughout all our, our relationship yeah, yeah. or last week? Uh, all. Uh, all the way up to? No, no, no. I never said. Never. No, you never called me out a name. Stupid. Or, no. I didn't call her this or no. that. No, no, no. And there, I never done that. No. I never done that in any of my relationships no. that I can recall. Now, you know, and so that's why I asked her, you know, and I did it tonight, you know, in front of all of everybody. Did I ever do that? Because I want to apologize if I did. No. But <laughs> you got to speak with people with kindness. You got to speak to your spouse with kindness. You got to use that gentle voice and choose your words carefully mm -hmm. to avoid hurting your partner's yeah. feelings. Yeah. Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh words will tune up anger. Yes. What happened this past week, what I said did not be a gentle answer. It turned up anger. You heard her say it. She felt hurt. Anger, it felt hurt. So what I said came out of my mouth did not do justice because I did not think before I spoke. And so I had to go back to God, then go back to her and apologize. Thus, like Colossians 4 Chapter 4, verse 6 says, Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Mm -hmm. I need to go to God. And it's okay at times when you feel y'all in that moment and in the thick of things mm -hmm. and y'all emotions are getting up. It's okay. It says in Proverbs a lot of times, you know, and as we started off this message, be slow to speak. In right. other words, be quiet. Yeah, that's me. When it gets to that <laughs> point that I can tell myself to, I get quiet. I don't say anything because I know if I say something, it's, it's going to be out of my flesh yeah. and it's not going to be out of the spirit of God. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. So yeah, right. I just, I get quiet and I just really, really start to seek God on what I should say, if I should say anything at that time. And if he tells me don't say anything at this moment, then I just don't say anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's, that was learned over time. That mm. wasn't always. Right. Right. Yeah. We, we all in school. I mean, I, I work with sixth graders and the way they, they say, yeah. say certain things and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know, 
I just look at them and I'm like, Ooh, that y'all don't realize, you know, some of them don't even realize what the words. Remember, I said stick and stones break the bones. Words never hurt me. They the one thing hurt. they do hurt, and I will tell you, you will find in every individual when you have good conversations with them and get down to the root of things. It was somebody's word that might have been said back in elementary school, middle school, mm-hmm. some cases even in pre, you know pre-K, kindergarten, you know, sometimes from moms, dads, aunts, uncles, you know, best friends, you know, kids that they wanted to be part of. They still stick to them to this day. There are people who are above our ages that's got words and things that were said to them that was all the way back in their childhood. And just as if somebody got scars or cuts and everything else, those heal and probably eventually went away. But those words are still cutting like a knife each and every day in each and every way. And so that's why we're saying you got to use gentle words. You also got to avoid blaming. Mm-hmm. Instead of blaming each other of the problem, focus on finding a solution together. You know, like we said the previous week, we don't got time to do these arguments and stuff. No. How funny it was the enemy is like, oh, I'm going to toss this <laughs> right at you. I'm going to throw it at yeah, you. Yeah, I'm going to throw it at you. <laughs> After y'all said that y'all don't have time to argue. Yeah, you know, we got time now. We got time now. But we got more time with God. Yeah. I was going to say, but the beautiful thing about it, even though we, because we still, we still, regardless, regardless, we're, we're imperfect people. So Mm -hmm. we're not going to agree about everything all the time. And we still have disagreements, but the beauty of our disagreements is they don't last for days or weeks or we don't walk around not talking to one another. You know, we go to God on behalf of what's going on and then Mm -hmm. we come back. And the issues is resolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. absolutely. And that's why Ephesians chapter four, verse 29 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, right. but only such as is good for building up as fit on the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Mm-hmm. This is God's child. This is his daughter. When I speak bad and blame her, I'm speaking bad and blaming God. You got to remember that same vice versa. If she, because there are some relationships where there are some women who are talking nasty, nasty to the men to the point that the men feel less than dirt. Yeah. And so when you do that, what you're doing is you're breaking them down Mm -hmm. from what God has already told each and every one. So we are beautifully and uniquely made and designed in his image and his purpose mm-hmm. and his calling, mm-hmm. you know? So when I do that, I have to realize that I'm not helping to lift her up. What I'm doing actually is doing the opposite. I'm restraining them. Mm-hmm. And so like Proverbs 17, verse 27 says, Proverbs 17, verse 27 says, a man of knowledge uses words with restraint and a man of understanding is even temper. You got to be able to know when to say and when not to say. Mm -hmm. The old Kenny Rogers saying, you know when to hold them and when when to fold them. (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to say everything that comes out of your mind and be like, hey, let me just bleh, you know, Mm -hmm. say it. You know, remember when I was a child, I thought I was a child. I spoke as a child. That's why when I look at the sixth graders, I was like, 
Ooh, I remember when I was thinking that way and saying, maybe saying certain things. I wasn't all in where they at now, but I had my moments and stuff like that. And sometimes, unfortunately, it was towards my mom or it was towards my sister. Or it was towards others. But when I grew up, I put away those childish things. Mm -hmm. And so I have to communicate with my spouse and have remember that this is a child of God. And I got to be careful what I said, because there are some couples that are saying some things towards other people that is hurting. Just as the individual yeah. is hurt and crying, yeah. God is hurt and crying as well, yeah. because he's just so disappointed. But by grace, there's still a chance yeah. to redeem yourself from that. And that's why you want to make sure to validate one another. You know, you want to encourage one another. You want to uplift them in the way that you want to do. When you validate your partner's feelings, you acknowledge your partner's emotions and you try to understand from their perspective. Yeah. So that's why when she reached out to uh, our good friend and she said, give him grace and understand that, that you might have triggered something that he has to go to God and see God's wisdom and guidance. Tonight, when she heard it, she was like, confirmation. Mm -hmm. I had to understand his perspective. Mm -hmm. And what was beautiful about it is that a couple of days later, she was saying about the door, because we're getting a storm door in the front. <laughs> and she said that coming in a couple Thursdays, the people will be here and they will put the storm door. By her saying that, that helped me to remember, okay, two weeks from this past Thursday, they're going to be, I'm going to see a new story when he though, comes home. He's when gonna... I come home, <laughs> you know? And I think, I think some of it too is because he's so used to like, and I don't want to say doing everything, but he likes to be, he likes to be the man of the house, mm -hmm. which I, I'm, I'm completely in agreement with, but I also have, had to have to remind him he can't do everything mm -hmm. he can't work outside two jobs cut the grass um move furniture and everything downstairs put up a new storm door do, that's what his helpmate is there for so it's like he has to learn how to release some of those things mm -hmm. to, to 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 know that it's okay that he doesn't do everything. Yeah. You know? And I, I also, I will tell her, I'm, I'm also the protector. God has given me the, you know, as being head of the household to be the protector of the house. So I like to know exactly who's coming in, who's coming out. We live in a world today now, it ain't like back in the days, you know, where you can just have anybody come in, do whatever they want. And they Definitely got, not. And they never the end. Sometimes there are certain people who are, let me check out the scene around here. What y'all got? Y'all got some cameras? You got this and that? You know, and unfortunately, sad to say, there have been in the, some, not a lot, but a few people who later on come at home and they're like, where's all our stuff? You know, no. so when I know certain things of what's happening and transpiring, then I, I'm, I'm, because at the end of the day, as much as it would be when somebody comes, like a HOA, <laughs> you know, they're not coming towards lovies, you know, even though we're one, they're going to be like, can we speak to Mr. Myers, please? Because why? Because <laughs> I'm the head of the house. So it's like, did you know? Da, da, da. 
but that's where our communication keeps us aligned. So, yeah. So here's the thing that we want to do is just share with y'all Philippians chapter two, verse three to four. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Mm -hmm. Let each of you look not only at his own interests, but also of the interests of others. Yeah. What's your intent when you're saying what you're saying? Right. Sometimes, you know, we watched this just recently on a reality show. You know, we're not going to say the name of the reality we're show. We're not going to tell the name yeah. of the reality show. But there was this couple <laughs> where one couple, one person, it was a miscommunication. The one person, and this is where we even debate differently about it. One young lady share who she tends to date, but it wasn't necessarily the type that her husband is now. Well, that individual took it where he took it and just looked at it like, okay, that's a stab. And so when it got to a place where he was felt comfortable, which I'm when in this case was a group of people. Not a good not a good area. To, he says something yeah. that not only offended his wife, but it offended the entire well, women. I mean any woman. Any woman not just the women there, but now you got an audience, so now you're offending all them, of us. All the individuals. Because I'm a curvy woman too, and it offended me what he said. <laughs> right. And so with that, we kind of died in and discussed it. I was displayed to my wife. I was like, yeah, that might have been a conversation maybe with a girl talk kind of conversation or someone that she could confide in that wouldn't share the information. Same with him. Probably could have had a conversation on the side, someone who he felt confided in that won't share all the information, the details and stuff. It's just time and place of certain things. I know it says usually uh, just be open. You know, and be honest with people. But sometimes you got to be careful where you do it and where it at. That's right. God wants us to be open with him. Right. In our prayer time, we be open and honest. Right. Lord, this is not the person that you know I'm attracted to. But it's not my will. It's your will. So I'm going to let your will be done. See how that works? Versus going to a person and saying, <laughs> you know, you're not. I'm not yeah. <laughs> you know? He said. I'm I'm not used I'm used to more athletic and slender women. Mm -hmm. That was his yes, and we're talking about Marion at first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, she's so that that was his and I was like, Oh all, all the women were like, Woo I mean basically even the, the young women Even lady, after they had their little sidebar conversation, yeah. just the women, they were just like, Woo yeah, like the you, one young lady, she's a little bit more on the slender side, and she was like, you know, that offended her too as a woman. So yeah, yeah you have to be careful. And not only that, because of what she does, she her 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 business is about empowering women. Yeah. So now she's in this state, like, how can I be with someone when I'm encouraging other women to empower themselves? You know, and I've got this situation. Hopefully, and prayfully, the communication. And the understanding will, a grace will happen where they can, for him to speak up and apologize, yeah. you know, and, and if he, she has to apologize for what she shared with yeah. him, then she needs to, even though it wasn't, as I told my wife, it wasn't where she was trying to stab. She, she had her walls up and she just felt vulnerable enough to share this reality. It did not mean that he was ugly. 
it was the reality that usually I don't date individuals yeah, like you she but she this is a new experience ugly. that's why i'm doing this mm-hmm. and that's why if it was a problem i wouldn't be here with you in jamaica you know enjoying this time so that's where we have yeah, we our... we kind of got off the subject <laughs> a little bit but we love the show so if anybody gets a chance to watch but it. the whole point of that what they were having was another area of miscommunication mm-hmm. misunderstanding that have planted now it's a question of who's going to hear each other, who's going to listen to each other, who's going to speak words of affirmation and encouragement and apologize. Yeah. Or is it going to be one of these, like we said at the beginning, it's not about winning the battle of the conversation. Even like we say that times, um, there are times where I, I, I remember hearing from one of a couple that says there's this number three. We go and I'll say loves i think da 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 she says no da 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 i'll say da 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 soon as my wife says da 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 i have to stop that's it. it it's either one of those lessons that hey you know she is right i'm wrong in this situation and that's probably about 99.9 percent of the time or it's a situation where she <laughs> has to learn from the error of her <laughs> i that's not that's not me he says that yeah. he goes oh because you're right 99.9 percent of the time mm-hmm <laughs> Or ninety nine percent of the time. Because he's been on this earth for more than I. And he, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. And he's right one percent of the time. But you know what? I'm proud of you because you were right. It was something. Just recently, it was. I think it might have been today. And I was like, "Oh, you're right." See, and I gave you your props for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, (laughs) and so Ecclesiastes five verse two, from one of the wisest men Solomon has shared. He says, be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Mm-hmm. In other words, be not rash to just say anything that comes out of your mouth. Right. Don't be rash and stuff your ears and not tune in and listening to the other person. Right. But be open and humble yourself so that you can hear the effectiveness of the communication. So we have to practice empathy. You got to be in the other person's shoes. You got to. You know, we have these conversations many times that I will encourage my wife. I know what you will do, but I need you to have the ability to be empathetic of the other person and what they're going through. Think opposite of what you would do. You know, because that's where they are. They're not there where you are. You learn and you have grown. They're still an infant in the process of developing their communication or developing whatever the issue is that they have to resolve. Right. And that's when grace comes in. Yeah. Yep. That's where grace comes in. And as you heard, my wife, what, what happened in that moment of that basement issue is that we had to go our separate ways. I had to go to my meeting. She sat down there and worked on clothes and things of that sort. I went back, checked on her. God told me, give her space. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't bother and, me. And I went back and I gave her space, you know, <laughs> and I continued to do what I needed to do because sometimes, you know, anybody, whether it's the male or the female side, you may feel like I need to fix it or I need to... Um, be in that area to resolve the situation. It's okay to step away because at that point in time, 
what God was revealing to me is you already apologized. You're done. Mm -hmm. It's now time for her to get into a place where she's humble herself to be open to you. And that's only he can do that. I can't do anything further from that. And I had to learn to get out of my feelings and not to take it personal and to know that, you know, what he said, it wasn't like an attack on me per se, or not so much as an attack, but it wasn't that I had done anything wrong. It was something that he was going through from, and it triggered from his past. See, I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't think about that until, um, you know, I had the conversation with my accountability uh, partner and then it was confirmed tonight that mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was that he was going through. So. And I have had accountability partners in the past that I would reach out and call when we would have moments and they would do the same thing with me, encourage me, give me wisdom, give me guidance, give me direction, pray. We prayed over my wife, you know, and so the same can be true, you know, just like we were attending an event with Elevation last night mm-hmm. in our community. And like one of the leaders said, you know, I should be able to, when one of our people are saying, hey, I'm going through this, there should be someone that you're reaching out to. Mm-hmm. Who's that person? Right. You know, hopefully it's a, uh, if you're married, it's another married couple. Right. There's no offense to a single person or in that case, but you want somebody who has gone through the challenges, the storms that can give you words of encouragement and guidance along the way. And and can I say this too, for a married couple, when we say that, um, the wife goes to another wife and the husband husband goes goes to to another another husband. husband. Now we don't want, we're not encouraging that if Uh, a wife goes to another husband, right? The only way you do that is if both of y'all go with, yeah. Both of the others uh, right, present. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah because <laughs> there there's some some interesting situations that can happen right. in that in that in that relationship. Just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. And so the last thing we want to say today about the communication is regularly check in with each other. Have open to honest communication about your relationship and how you both are feeling. You know, how's your, you know, not just the how is your day going, how's your week going, but, you know, how you feeling this week? You how know, you doing? How you doing? You <laughs> know, is there anything I can do to help support you? Is there anything that I might have forgotten, you know, that you need me to do? And then I would say with technology, as beautiful as it is, you can still send messages and stuff like that. But try to put the technology down. Erica Badu said it. You know, you got to put the phone down. <laughs> you know, um, communicate with each other face to face. It's amazing. Still today, we go to some of these restaurants and you see couples and they're on their phones. And they communicate with each other while on their phone. You know, they ain't even talk to each other that one time. Yeah, like, no, literally, they are... Texting each other back and, and forth, forth while they're sitting at the table. Right. No. That makes sense. Yeah. Face to face communication. You know, it's about seeing each other's eyes, seeing each other's. You know, sometimes as I was researching this, sometimes you have to look at 
the nonverbal cues. You know what I'm saying? That's what kind of triggered me when I started seeing the non-verbal <laughs> cues on her face. It was like, okay, I said something, but I put my foot in my mouth. What did I say? You know, and I tried to, you know, clarify to share what I was trying to say. Because yeah, I can't hide this. This, this I can't here. hide my eyes either, but... Mm-mm. You know, I don't have a good poker face. Yeah, that, you'll know when I'm mad. You'll know when I'm happy, and all those emotions just flow. So, right, yeah. exactly. But you know, hopefully, this helps you out. You know, building a stronger relationship. Yes. You gotta have God. He's gotta be centered. He's gotta be first, and you gotta attune to His wisdom. Yes. And then tonight we talked about that you gotta have the effective communication. You know, um, there are plenty of resources out there to help you out. Books. We have done leadership workshops with some of those materials and they are very effective. Like there's a book out there that talks about how men and women, you know, communicate, how they hear, you know, mm-hmm. Gary Tom- Thomas, I think Dr. Gary Thomas. I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. The one that men are from Mars, or, uh, women from Venus. Um <laughs> And that's a great resource book to read, you know, if you want to really build in that communications piece of it. Um, there's a, another book that uh, another gentleman wrote, and he talks about the effect of this of communication and how, you know, men have blue headphones and blue glasses and women have blue, you know, pink headphones and pink glasses. Parents. Yeah. And, Leslie and... Um... That's um, Egerich. Doctor Egerich is the author of that book. Um, Yeah, and then there's Doctor Leslie and Les Parrot. Mm -hmm. They have written effective books on communication and things of that sort. When you don't have effective communications, you seek God's word, and God's word will give you wisdom and guidance and direction on who you can speak to or who you need to read. Or now today with podcasting, audio books, and everything else, who you need to listen to? You know, you got to commute that's at least 20, 30 minutes. You know, how beautiful would it be to just listen and hear some effective strategies that could help you with communicating with your potential mate or your spouse? Yeah, you can Um, listen to Stronger Together and Closer closer to God God on Spotify. Yes, you can. We talk about those, you know, on podcasts. They're, They're back, you know, they're coming up every week, you know, and... You can go back and listen to previous podcasts. We've had these type of conversations and what God has taught us along the way. So I hope this has been a blessing to you. But we don't want to leave out with uh, if there's anybody out there, you know that your communication with your potential mate, your potential or, or your current spouse, or maybe a relationship. It yeah. could be somebody. It could be a mother daughter. Uh, son, father, son, mother, vice versa, mm-hmm. could be a grandparent, could have been aunt, uncle, friend, co-worker, boss. Siblings. There have been that communication that wasn't effective and it's now caused a rip in the torn. And you, you feel that God has kind of spoken to you about this. It's like... This is me. I I wasn't effective in my communication with that individual. And you need to repent. We like I said, I had to repent. You know, I had to go to God. And tonight we're gonna go to God together. 
But some people might not be able to do that, but we're willing to do that. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's you who, or maybe you on the other side. Maybe that individual did realize the error of their ways and they apologize. But the hurt and the pain is still there. It's still there that you haven't given them grace to forgive them. And so let's just go to the Father and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for tonight, this message of communication. You have taught us that there's this a two-way street. Yes, Lord. And actually it's a three-way street because yes, you're in charge of all of the directions and guidance that we need. We've been trying to do it our way, but it hasn't been effective. I may have said some things that offended them, but it also offended you. Or I may have, they have apologized and I may not have given them the grace as you have given me. So we're not going to cast no stones tonight. We're not going to point fingers. Instead, we're going to surrender everything to you, Heavenly Father. And give it into your hands and let your will be done. If there's areas that I need to, as the individual, need to repent and restore the relationship, show me how to do that effectively in your word, in your way, in your guidance. If it's them that has said some things that has offended and hurt, teach me how to do like you have said 70 times 7. To forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Because we deal with spirituality and principalities. Some people don't know what they're doing. They're just reacting from things that has happened in the past. And they just haven't learned how to heal themselves from that. But give me direction and guidance on how to forgive them and to move forward. Not forgetting, but teaching me in a new effective way of how to handle the situation. That's going to be encouraging and in your word. Lord, I, I'm thinking about individuals who might be getting verbally abused. Yes, sir. They're just saying so many things that's just nasty and it just tears the individual apart. I pray that they will return to you, Heavenly Father, because you're the only one that could fill that gap. And give them wisdom and guidance. Or how to overcome the situation. Even if it means that they might have to step away from it. Because it's not causing any healthy resolutions. But it's causing more hurt and pain. And it could lead to something worse. I pray that you will step and intercede on their behalf. And I pray for the individual who's doing the verbal abuse. I pray that whatever the childhood or whatever situation that... Brings them, taps them back to either generational situations or just in their personal life of the past. That they will completely release that and surrender it to you, the hurt and the pain. So that you can give them wisdom and guidance. So that they can be better communicators. Yes, Lord. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And if there's anybody out there who has not given their life to Christ. Yes. You're now in a place where you're alone now because the people that you thought you were trying to help, you were only speaking, saying venom stuff Hmm. (laughs) or doing things that only pushed them more away. And now you're in a place where you're alone. Alone. God's saying you're not alone. Paul said some stuff and did some stuff. 
that hurt and killed many Christians. It wasn't until the Heavenly Father shined that light on him and said, I want to use you, Paul, that he turned from his evil ways and became one of the greatest disciples for Christianity. Mm -hmm. The same can happen to you. So repeat these words after me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I repent for my sins. I repent for my sins. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. For what I do. For what I do. And now give me wisdom. And now give me wisdom. Give me guidance. Give me guidance. Give me the direction. Give me the direction. As you did with Paul. As you did with Paul. So I can completely. So I can completely. And totally. And totally. Surrender to you. Surrender to you. And follow you. And follow you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Joining us on Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. Please continue to join us weekly as we share godly wisdom and advice to you. If you have any prayer requests or would like to sign up for a free 30-minute consultation with us, drop us a line at s2c2gpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to partner with us by clicking on the Partners tab on the website. The more you give, the more we can spread the word and help us to reach our vision of bringing one million married couples stronger together, closer to God. Feel free to check us out on our website at s2c2gministry.com. Until next time, peace and blessings to all of you.